This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs is brought to you by Heroes for Healthy Pets. We're passionate about your pet's health and iHeartDogs.com. Dog lovers, welcome to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and dog lover. So I love to use this show to explore interesting and controversial topics to help improve the life of our dogs. Today we're going to talk about CBD, and this has been in the news, and I have some special guests that are going to open our eyes to all of the ins and outs of CBD right after a word from our sponsors. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dog. I have with me Stephen Sital and Liz Houston, and they are specialists and experts on CBD. And I'm going to let them tell you a little bit more about themselves. Liz, you want to tell us all about you? Hi, my name is Liz Houston, and I'm a registered veterinary technician practicing and living in California. I work primarily as a relief technician and a consultant, as well as traveling and speaking about cannabis in veterinary medicine and many other topics in veterinary medicine as well. Okay, Stephen, you're up. Who are you? Hi, this is Stephen Sattal, and I'm an RVT uh, out of California as well, and close friend of Liz as well. And I practice at a specialty hospital in San Jose, California, and do speaking and consulting all throughout the country and world, for that matter, and involved in several different things, including a couple of pain specialty councils for different organizations. And both Liz and I serve on the Scientific Advisory Council for... Fido Animal Health, and I also serve as a consultant for Elevet Sciences. So I'm really happy to have you because I think CBD has been in the news and is a little bit of a hot button topic. So Liz, can you tell us a little bit about what CBD is? Yeah, so CBD is a compound that is found in the plant called cannabis. So a lot of your listeners probably know cannabis as marijuana. And marijuana is the name that was given to the plant back in the Prohibition era. So I don't like to use the word marijuana because I think it has some negative connotations, both for 
for people and certainly for law enforcement. So I like to use the word cannabis, which is the actual scientific name of the plant that we're talking about. And cannabis actually has over 111 identified compounds known as phytocannabinoids that we are looking at now, scientists are looking at, for potential medical uses. The one that we know the most about for medical use is CBD. And that's what we're going to be talking about today primarily. The other really famous cannabinoid in the cannabis plant is THC. And THC is the cannabinoid that is responsible for making people and dogs and cats feel high. So that's the psychoactive part of the cannabis plant. And that's not what we're going to talk about today, although we'll touch on it, I think, a little bit briefly when we talk about safety of CBD and the safety of cannabis using these products with our pets. But CBD itself is a very useful medicinal compound that we find in the cannabis plant. So, Stephen, what do we potentially want to use CBD for? Why would we even consider giving this to our dog? Sure. So, in the, the human world, we have over 23,000 published papers for cannabis products or components being used in, in people for several different ailments. And we're translating the use of, of these products in humans over to animals for some of the same things. I think some of the more common ones that we see them being used and, and recommended for in animals are definitely seizures. It's gotten quite a bit of press for controlling seizures in children especially, and we're starting to see research come out uh, specifically on seizures in dogs, which is interesting. Certainly pain. There was a nice letter written by an uh, investigator out of Cornell University about a particular product saying that it did add to a quality of life and it did decrease pain scores in dogs in particular. So that's very, very exciting. And that study should be published later this year. We definitely can see this product being used for things like cognitive changes, as these animals get older and they become more dull, we can start to brighten them back up again. We can use it for any of our inflammatory diseases. And certainly there's a place for it in cancer treatment and at least alleviation of some of the ailments that we see associated with different types of cancer. So Liz, am I understanding you correctly when you say we're not going to get high from CBD? Yes, you are. That is absolutely correct. So CBD does not have psychoactive properties like THC does. So I'm guessing some of your listeners were alive in the 60s and maybe did choose to inhale when they got past that cigarette (laughs) when they were at the party. So a lot of your listeners may have experienced that high that you get from taking marijuana. But CBD is different. It acts on different receptors in the body, both in human bodies and in dog bodies. And what it does, actually really interestingly, is it can even cut that high feeling that you get from THC. So if you ever have over-imbibed THC and you feel a little too out there, you could actually take CBD and reduce that feeling because of the way the receptors work. But really what we're using it for, what animal owners are using it for, is its medicinal properties because it doesn't make animals high. It just alleviates their pain symptoms. We also have 
evidence that shows it alleviates some anxiety. This is true on the human side. Um, so we extrapolate, as Stephen said, we extrapolate some of that data for animals as well. And it's an incredibly useful medicinal compound, and it will not make you or your dog high. So a lot of our medicines come from plants. So I'm not sure. I think it's just the interesting kind of um, smutty associations with this particular plant that makes it so controversial. But Stephen, is it legal for veterinarians to talk about this with their clients or to talk about this at all? Right. That is a very tricky question. And there's two things we have to look at. We have to look at it from the federal point of view and from the state point of view for whatever particular state the veterinarian is in. At a federal level, we have the understanding that marijuana, so something with a high level of THC, something greater than 0.3% in a particular plant, is going to be considered marijuana and at a federal level is not going to be legal in any place as far as they're concerned. When it comes to hemp products, there seems to be certain amounts of protection. And we recently just had uh, Mitch McConnell introduce the, the 2018 hemp bill, which kind of protects products and compounds derived from hemp plants, and CBD is certainly one of them. And so we're hoping that will be passed relatively soon, and that will definitely clarify any confusion, because the government at one point was saying that CBD was part of the scheduling that we have in the United States, and it was part of the Schedule 1, which is kind of the worst place you could possibly be. A Schedule 1 drug is something that the government has determined has no medical benefit, is highly addictive, and is just not easily accessible. It's up there with heroin. So (laughs) that's not something we necessarily want to see. But the way the legislation is moving now, it looks like it's going to be knocked off of that, which which is very positive. On a state side of things, it really depends. And California is notorious for having a veterinary medical board that has said a veterinarian is not allowed to talk about or recommend a particular particular cannabis products with any of their patients. And, and that's a little sticky and a little bit tricky. And each state is a little bit different. Some veterinary medical boards and some agencies, DEA agencies, state agencies, are kind of just turning their head the other way. I think one thing that we have to be very careful with is because this plant and these products right now for animals are not considered a medicine, We have to be very careful. Pet owners shouldn't say that their vet prescribed a particular cannabis product because that can make it very liable for the veterinarian, no matter what state you're in, because it's not considered a medicine at the federal level. It's considered more of a supplement or a food product. So Liz, are there studies to try to change that? Well, yeah, we have a bill pending in California right now that will allow veterinarians to talk about these products with their clients. They won't be allowed to prescribe the product, but that's okay because these products, you can get CBD oil online. You can buy it for yourself, for your dog, for your grandma, for your uncle. You can buy it for anybody online. And that they these companies ship to all 50 states, regardless of the laws and uh, and what the laws state in those states. So, but there is a law now pending in California that will at least allow, give veterinarians some legal cover to talk about these products with their clients and, and help advise their clients and picking safe products, which I think is really the key, is we want to be able to help clients pick a product that's going to be safe and efficacious for their dog. There is a bill that has been introduced in the U.S. Senate by Mitch McConnell that would remove hemp 
from Schedule 1. It would federally legalize hemp. And hemp is the cannabis plant that is defined as having less than 0.3% THC. And THC is the quote-unquote bad cannabinoid. And so it's going to legalize products made from hemp, including oils and extracts. And that's going to be a huge boon for pet owners in terms of feeling a little bit more legitimate, maybe, in using these products with their pets. It's going to take away some of that stigma. Well, I know that when I recommend for my clients to shop for something for their dog on the internet, I'm always afraid because some of these products maybe come from other countries or we just don't know where they come from. Stephen, can you give us any advice on choosing a safe product? Right. So obviously, this is a huge business that is just sprouting up, is budding up, haha, everywhere. <laughs> and... And one thing that owners can do is look for products or manufacturers that are willing to give them what's called a certificate of analysis. If a company is unwilling to give an owner a certificate of analysis, it's, in my opinion, not a product that the owner should really be considering any longer. A certificate of analysis is going to have a breakdown of the different phytocannabinoids that are actually in the product. So that will have a breakdown of how much THC is in this tincture or this liquid or this whatever you're buying, how much THC is in it, if any, and any of the other cannabinoids that may be present in this particular product. And we should also see an elemental analysis, especially like you mentioned, if it's coming from another country, if there's any heavy metals in this product, we don't want to be giving our our dog any lead products, especially if they already have neurologic issues. We want to look for a pesticide analysis. It should have a breakdown of possible pesticides that are contaminating this product. And it should also have a bacterial and fungal analysis to see what's growing in this particular product. The last thing we want to give our pet is a form of botulism or some weird fungal infection. So those are the basic things that we should be looking for. And certainly if a product has uh, scientific backing or, or studies done specifically in animals, that is always ideal as well. I think that's really good advice because if an animal has a problem that the pet owner is truly trying to help with. It seems even sadder if they created another problem with an unsafe product. So I appreciate that advice. We're going to be back in just a moment after a word from our sponsors. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. It's not just a sneeze. (laughs) It could be the pathway to disease. Your dog is at risk for contracting dog flu. That's why it's important to vaccinate your dog for dog flu. Get your dog vaccinated today. Visit dogflu.com for more information. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com.
Welcome back to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dog. So overall, though, the pure products, Liz, you said that they were safe, didn't you? I did, and they are tremendously safe. We actually have data from studies that were conducted back in the 70s where they were looking at marijuana specifically, at pot, weed, whatever you want to call it, because, of course, it was in high use, so to speak, back then. So um, they actually did studies where they had experimental subjects of all different kinds of animals. So they had cats, dogs, mice, rats monkeys and humans, and they actually injected them with a concentrated version of the quote-unquote bad cannabinoid, THC, and they were not able to kill anything bigger than a mouse with doses up to 3,000 milligrams per kilogram of THC. And that's a huge amount. You'll never be able to get that amount into your pet orally. Your dog will fall asleep long before that happens. We know that CBD is safer than THC from studies that have been performed on the human side and from studies that are going to be coming out on the dog and cat side, hopefully later this year. We're going to have published results showing us the safety profile of CBD in particular in dogs and cats. We do know that it has an incredibly wide safety margin. We don't have any recorded fatalities in a dog or a cat or a person from CBD. It is an incredibly safe product given that you use a product that you have that laboratory analysis that shows you that you're not giving bad substances like heavy metals or pesticides or herbicides or fungicides or any of those bad products, but you're giving a nice pure oil. We don't have any reported cases of death from CBD. It is an amazingly safe product. And a lot of veterinarians talk about pot toxicity and seeing these dogs who come into the clinic and they're dribbling urine and they can't walk right and they're hyperesthetic, they're reacting to noise and light in an over-exaggerated way. And that's from THC. And even with those quote-unquote toxicities from getting into their owner's stash, we still don't see patients dying from ingesting the, uh, the cannabinoid. So it's an incredibly safe product. And using CBD and looking at that lab analysis and making sure you don't have a high level of THC in the product means your, your pet also isn't going to have any of those effects either. They're just going to enjoy the benefits of the medicinal cannabinoid. I would just like to add, too, we have a couple of studies that Liz mentioned that are coming out later this year, and one of them did a really high dose in their study, and they were, they were trying to figure out the safety profile of high CBD products in dogs. And at that high dosing, the most common side effect that they saw was diarrhea. And when you, you compare getting some diarrhea compared to having epilepsy, Even at high doses, I think I would rather experience the the diarrhea with my pet than continued seizures. So I think that's particularly interesting and speaks to its safety profile. And I think the other thing that's interesting is the other study done on the other side of the country where they're using a different dose, the most common side effect that they saw was also diarrhea. So I think that's something to just be aware of, but is that's a minimal side effect compared to some of these other side effects that we can see from common drugs that we give dogs, like non-steroidal anti-inflammatories or even opioids for that matter. 
Well, so I guess my listeners need to pay attention if their dog has issues with pain, potentially anxiety, or even seizure. This might be an option to explore. Are we even allowed to talk about potential doses or formulations at all, Liz? So that's a really good question, and I think a lot of it depends on what state you are in. So if your listeners go to their veterinarian in California, the veterinarian cannot talk about cannabis products with you. It's a little legally fuzzy if you bring it up, if they can discuss it with you. I think when I read the law, it looks like that is okay, but a veterinarian can't make a recommendation for you to use cannabis for your dog. In other states, there's no laws on the books at all about what veterinarians can or cannot say. So um, if you're a pet owner and you're interested in using these products in your in your dog, I do suggest that you talk to your veterinarian about it. If your veterinarian doesn't know a lot about it, we have resources for them. And the, the thing I'm thinking about that you could recommend to your veterinarian is a Facebook group that Stephen and I started called the Veterinary Cannabis Academy. And in that group, we focus on evidence-based science that backs up the use of CBD for lots of different conditions for veterinary species. If you as a client talk to your veterinarian and they're uneasy about it or they just don't know a lot about it, there's a great resource for pet owners at veterinarycannabis.org and they actually even offer consultations for owners to help them pick a good product to use for their dog. So there are lots of different formulations available. Most commonly is oil and the studies that are going to be coming out hopefully very soon, as I said, did talk about the bioavailability of the oil, so the chance that the dog is actually getting a good benefit from it. They studied oil formulations for that. There are tinctures, which are alcohol-based, and a lot of dogs don't like the flavor of those, so they can be a little more difficult to administer. There are also capsules available. So if you have a picky dog who won't eat something that's put in their food, perhaps, or is difficult to medicate with um, with a liquid product, there are also capsules available. So there are lots of different forms available to help it make to help make it easy for owners to give these products to their dog. So I think we could say that this product has a lot of promise in these areas and maybe even some other areas, but just like anything, it's not going to cure everything. It just has a lot of exciting promise. So I am actually a member of your group. So I'm happy that you mentioned that as well as the website where my listeners could find out more about this because I'm pretty excited. I think uh, seizure disorder is very scary and frustrating and I'd love to have lots of different options. And of course, pain is kind of the bane of the veterinarian's existence. So I really, really appreciate you guys coming to share with us what you know about CBD. And I hope that all of my listeners will pursue the resources that they have shared so that they can learn more and so that they can encourage their veterinarian to learn more as well. Thank you so much, Stephen and Liz. Thanks, Dr. Kat. Thanks for having us. And I also want to thank Mark Winner, my amazing producer, and everybody for listening to Dr. Cat Gone to the Dogs. Go out and raise the rough. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.